This is huge. The market's crazy. If you have a question that you think, oh, I'm not going to disturb Mark, disturb me. I'm and did it feel like the party was over a little bit? Oh, big time. In tech? Oh, big time. Is there anything you would have done differently? Um, I've had a lot of bad stuff happen to me. Welcome to the Jobcast with Christian Amaral, where each week I sit down with the most interesting people I know and talk to them about their life and career. My goal is that you walk away from each episode with some insight or inspiration for your own path in life. My guest today is not only the number one real estate agent in Sacramento, he's also been recognized as one of the top 1% Coldwell Banker real estate agents in the country. On top of that, he's got a YouTube channel where every week he gives local market updates. He does home tours of luxury properties and so much more. I am so honored to welcome Mark McDonough. Mark, thank you so much for being here. That was an awesome intro. Thank you very <laughs> thank much. You so I appreciate much. it. Now let's see if I can live up to the hype. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I did. I appreciate that. I put a lot of work into the intro, but I'm sure there's something I missed. Can you tell our viewers a little bit about just like your elevator pitch? Who are you? What do you do? And why do you do it? Um, okay. My name is Mark McDonough. Um, I'm a realtor here in the greater Sacramento area. I do what I do cause I love what I do. I'm up every morning at 6am excited to, to work in the real estate market. Like I love working with people. Um, and if there was anything else in life, I would choose real estate. Real estate is my passion. Um, I surround myself with great people, great energy, and that's it. That's my elevator pitch. And if you want to work with people with great energy, great passion, <laughs> and that's me. I know? love that. I just want to say <clears throat> thank you so much for being my first guest. This is like, it's so, uh, and, and I want to talk to you about your journey with YouTube because it's so vulnerable sometimes to put yourself on camera and, uh, you know, share with the world, you know, the, the stuff that's, that's on your heart and on your mind. What was that first moment like for you when you, when you pressed record and, and started, uh, to, to talk about real estate on YouTube? Stressful. Yeah. Really stressful. I mean, I had like the ring light, had the whole thing going and I had my wife walk in behind the, the ring light, looking at me, shaking red, going, what are you doing? Man? <laughs> what are you, what's going on? What, what, what? And I'm like, you know. I, I like the medium of video. I think the video aspect is like something that's going to be going on for a long time. I think I always like to be ahead of the curve. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And the video thing, it did make me feel a little bit like, you know, like, because the thing is with photos and videos, everyone always takes it and they, they kind of imagine themselves in their best light. 21 year old, you know, of course. and then you see yourself and you're like, whoa, okay. Once you get the authenticity, <laughs> once you get comfortable in your own skin, then talking about life, real estate, anything else just becomes like second nature, if that yeah, makes sense. That that makes perfect sense. And so how deep are you in this in this journey of real estate? How long have you been in, in the real estate industry? Eight years. Um, I've always wanted to do it, right? Yeah. Um, now, here's the thing for me. Like, I came from a generation where it was like, uh, you go to college. Yep. After college, someone will hand you a great job, and then you, there you go, man. <laughs> Retirement, four hundred one k, and Easy. like, you know, for me, I I went to UCLA, and you know, it was a great experience. And just afterwards, I went through you know different career paths. Um, I always wanted to do real estate, and like now that I'm doing it, I mean, like it's something that is my passion. I like love it, love it, love it. One hundred percent. Now, when did you first become aware of real estate as like 
a potential path for you? Because it sounds like it, it it took a while to to find you in a way. Well, I mean, I think for me at least, like I always like thought of the idea of the house being such an important purchase in a person's life and everything yeah. too. And I was like, that's kind of fun. Uh, the idea of being part of that journey and doing something a little bit more like fulfilling, I guess, you know? Yes. 100%. Um, so for me, I kind of like that. I like, I like the whole aspect of real estate. I don't know if I would like it as much if the video aspect wasn't there. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's fun. You know, you have video stuff on you and you kind of have to perform if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Like in the real estate industry, you see a lot of like photos of people, you know, that just like their best photo and this and that. And, you know, and it's kind of very selly when you're on video. Like when I do my live streams for an hour straight, like there's no smoke and mirrors. You know what I mean? There's like, you know, it's just is what it is. And it's like, you know, and I, I love that rush. You know, 100%. I, I love that. And, and that's interesting. I didn't know you went to UCLA. I, it kind of makes me think like, Number one real estate agent in Sacramento, even going to UCLA, huge accomplishment. Is there is there like a moment from your childhood or a memory that that you can think of that maps to the success that you've had in your life, you think? Pro wrestling. Really? Yes. I was an old school pro wrestler watcher. None of my yeah. friends liked it. They liked football and everything too. Sure. But I love the whole idea of like making stuff fun. Making stuff fun. Yeah. Everything 100%. you do, you know, like going to work, doing your stuff. And I just saw the pro wrestling, how it just seemed fun. It was larger than life. And for me, anything that I've ever done in my life, I wanted to make it fun, larger than life. Yes. Make it an experience for people. You know, if they're going to buy a house, why make it bland? Make it fun. Make it like that present yeah. that they want to unwrap. Make it like exciting. And, you know, our market right now in Sacramento, it's like, it's a great market. Yeah. You know, like people can buy something here that's just like crazy, like crazy stuff. Like tomorrow I go film a $3.2 million house, which in the Bay Area is probably just like regular house. Yeah. And we, my, my girlfriend and I went to the Apple headquarters the other day and we're, you know, the, the houses around the Apple headquarters here would be. I don't know, 600,000, 700,000, like if, if even that, yep. and it's like, Oh, that's a $3 million house. That's a $4 million house. Just oh, like yeah. old three bed, two baths. Oh yeah. yeah. So I mean, but imagine that like that. One of the things about the Sacramento market is the idea that you can show a person, Hey, look, sell your condo in Silicon Valley for like $2 million and come out here and see something. So like yeah. the joy that I get from showing people like an, something new, something like they, they hadn't considered or something that like they're smiling about is just, is, is awesome, you know, and I get to do it on video. So I mean, that's yeah. another good thing. 100%. What was your first job? If we take it back before real estate was in the picture, um, maybe even before you went to UCLA, what was, what was the first job that you ever had? I worked from 14 till like now. I've never not worked. I have yeah. loved working. My first job I did to at 14 to buy my first car. My parents were like, you know, you're not going to buy a car. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You're going to work. So I got the only job I could, which was like a phone solicitation job where I did police athletic <laughs> league tickets. And every day I would walk maybe three or four miles to get to my job. I worked three hours. I made like 60 bucks a, a week or something like that sure. doing that. But that, that was me. That was my first experience out there. Maybe it, it led into the idea of like not being scared to talk in front of people or not being able to like pitch, you know, like, yeah. hey, this is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, from there, I mean, my, my jobs, I mean, honestly, I worked in the dot-com industry where I ran teams of 20 people. Oh, I taught wow. at College of Alameda, San Francisco State, Sacramento State. 
Um, I managed and, and helped book artists like John Lee Hooker, Ben Harper. I mean, I have done you, a bunch of wow. fun stuff. Oh, yeah. That's incredible. Okay, so taking it back to the your college professor days, what what was your subject? What did you teach? Oh, Oracle 8i. It was computer programming. Wow. Then I taught network security at Sacramento State, MCSC courses at San Francisco State. And so it was all tech. Um, back in the day, like, how can I say this? Like, um, the tech boom happened before anyone knew anything about it. Right. So it was like all of a sudden you saw this industry explode and people wanted to get into this industry. And so they were like, who do we bring in as teachers? Now, teachers, for the most part, you know, don't get paid enough. Right. Now, right. the tech industry, you talk to like a 25-year-old and you say, hey, look, I'm going to pay you <laughs> $60,000 a year to teach or you can work for like Oracle and make half a million dollars. What are you going to do? Yeah, of course. So for me, I, but I like the whole aspect of teaching. I would sit there in auditoriums full of just people like, and I would just talk about tech and just how, how Oracle AI worked and all that stuff. And then, you know, network securities and stuff. And like, I knew a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. And so for me, I liked teaching. I liked, and that's probably a little bit of how I do my channel a little bit education wise. 100%. You know, like and that, that has led me to amazing, amazing things. You I, know? I can feel that. And I think that people really respond when you come to them. I mean, especially if you're in a in an industry like real estate where the image is very salesy. The image is like, oh, this person maybe just wants to get their commission. When you approach that from a from a perspective of, oh, I'm, I'm here to give. I'm here to give information. Um, is, is that kind of how you tend to approach uh, yeah. a lot of your life? Well, 100%. I mean, educate a person, give them information, and if they – the timing of their life is great and everything makes sense. You know, like, you know, it's almost like they'll look at it and say, Hey, thanks for not, not being that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, 100%. So for me, I mean, occasionally, no, I'd say maybe at least like 25% of the time I'll talk to people over the phone and they might not buy, they might not sell, but yeah. they just want to have a kind of like real estate therapy. I mean, yeah. that's probably what I do more than anything else. <laughs> I it's like, like that. Hey, you know, how's it going? The, the market's a scary thing and people are yeah. freaking out. Our market's definitely more like shaky than it's ever been. People are seeing like much so. misdirection, YouTube channels telling them this stuff and everything too. And they just want to basically vent. Yes. And that's it. Invent. That's I, it. I can tell you when we bought our house, it my real estate agent was much more my therapist than anything else. It was him taking my frantic calls, oh, yeah. being like, do we need to offer you know $50,000 over asking? And he was like, calm down. We're not going to start there. Let's, let's feel it out. Take a breath. Like it, it's okay. We're, like, so I, I imagine, do you do a lot of that? Do you do a lot oh. of calming people down and well, walking them off ledges? Number one, you must have a good agent because that's a trait of a good agent. Like in our industry, because we do so many transactions, you can get a little jaded. You can get a little bit like, Oh, sure. whatever, you know, give me the check. Yeah. I'm off to Cabo. Yeah. Um, the really, really like, in my opinion, the good agents, the ones that are really like, you know, not easy to find are the ones who basically understand the idea of how big of an of a purchase this is for a person and kind of jump in the shoes of every single client they're working from with and kind of understand their perspective on it. Feel empathy. Empathy in real estate is like it's been gone for a while. For me, I look yeah. at people and I'm like, this is huge. The market's crazy. Totally. We're here right now. And like, I get it. It's stressful. And like, you're going to have 2 a.m. sweats. You're going to be freaking out. And as your realtor, if I'm not there to calm you down, if you have a question that you think, oh, I'm not going to disturb Mark, disturb me. <laughs> Ask me, please. If I can, if I can calm you down a little bit or walk you down a little bit, take your talk you off the ledge, like, 
you know, I'm there for you. I get it. It's freaky. I've yeah. been through, you know, realtors, like for me, I bought my house. It was still freaky. Of course. Yeah. So I get it. 100%. You know? And that leads me to what I wanted to ask you at the level that you're at. I mean, be, being the, the, doing the volume that you're doing, I imagine that there have to be some behaviors that not just the YouTube channel, there's plenty of real estate agents that, that do YouTube. Yeah. There's got to be some behaviors that I think separate the best agents from the the ones that maybe only sell a couple of houses a year. What behavior, if you had to point to some of the behaviors or habits that you have, what what could you identify any of them? For me, it's pass the check. Don't get me wrong. I mm. like I like making making money. I mean, it's one yeah. of the things that like drive a driver for a lot of people. But for me, it's past it. It's about the reputation. It's about like doing like right doing like being there for people and just kind of taking it to the next level and every single morning i mean every morning i'm up around six o'clock and i am stoked to be doing what i'm doing yeah i'm like ready to go ready to go sometimes i'm just waiting for like when is a proper time to call someone you know what i mean like a client if they got their offer accepted like sure. 8 30 is that too <laughs> is that too early i don't know if i should be doing it so for me like <clears throat> i think like the the trick for me is i love 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 what i do and so for me every morning i wake up like i'm ready to go every night you know like it's hard for me to put down the phone and just stop yeah you know and like i think that that is more than the check. That is more important to me. The idea that I'm like doing a good job, that I'm excited about what I'm doing. Part of the things that the reason why people wor like working with me is because I get super excited. As you probably see from my in front of course, of me. yeah. Like this is awesome. It's like, magnetic. Oh yeah. For me, I'm like, you know, you're buying a house. This is awesome. I love this area. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah. So like for me, like I don't know if I could put someone in a house that I didn't believe was a good decision for them yeah. and not have it like basically see on my face. So for me, of course, I don't know, heart and soul about that stuff. I, I, I love like what I do. And I think that like, for me, if you can find an agent who you can identify and go like, they love what they do and pass the check, pass the money, pass all that stuff. And just say like, do they love what they do? Like, I think if you find someone who's passionate about what they're doing, they care about it extra, like a house, right? Yeah. If you find someone mm -hmm. who loves a house, no matter if they're going to sell the house, the house will be immaculate. It'll be so pristine. That's so Why? True. Because they love it. They treat it right and everything too. So I think that if you find someone who literally loves what they do, like even if they're making a dollar, even if they're making like a million dollars off a transaction, like that's going to be something that you should look at if they love what they do. Yeah. And it, it seems like that, uh, it seems like that energy of loving what you do has kind of guided a lot of your career decisions too. Like when, when you were a professor and you were teaching it at these colleges, it sounds like you were doing it because you loved it. it. There's a reason you were at the college and not making half a million a year, you know, working for oh, Oracle. Yeah. What was that transition like between, okay, I'm doing this thing I love, I'm teaching, and then making the move? Was it was real estate the very next thing you did, or was oh, there? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I, really? So many crazy things, it's not even funny. Like, I've always gone with stuff that, marketing has always been somewhat of a base of mine. Like, I've always been able to put myself out there. Got it. Even in computers, like, I was able to, like, kind of network myself to a level where I could, I could do that stuff. Like I was like, you know, operations manager, network security guy and all that stuff too. So after the technology phase ended, I started teaching for a while. 
But then after that, I started some online businesses and I. And moved. you were in the Bay Area at this time, oh, right? So yeah. this was like not only the peak of dot com, not only the, you know, Silicon Valley becoming what it is. You were there. You were in the heart of it. I had my Z3 BMW. I was living <laughs> on the tippy top of Knob Hill. My, wow. um, and I was just living it down there. It was fun. You know, it was crazy. Every That's night, incredible. every night there was like a uh, company that went public that had like the bubble lounge was going there. This was going open. Yeah. Free drinks, free food. Every night was a party down there. It was just crazy. And everything was for free. What? And was there any part of you that was like, I, well, it sounds like there was a party that was like, I want to be part of this. You said you started some businesses? Started some businesses, but I also, before I was teaching, I was kind of in the heart of the tech. Like I was working for like, you know, some startups. I was doing my thing there. Um, but it's like, it was almost like you're a giant party for the like four or five years. It yeah. Was, it was crazy. I mean, like, you know, before, like I started working in the, in the computer industry, Google wasn't a thing. Then Google was a thing. And it's yeah. like Yahoo stocks and then this <laughs> and that. And it was, it was just, a, it was a crazy vibe. So from like, okay, from tech, I went to teaching. And, and from, what year is this? Oh man. Okay. So teaching probably happened around 2002 ish. I'd say around there, 2001, Got something it. around there. Um, and so did it feel like the party was over a little bit? Oh, big time. In tech? Oh, big time. Yeah. I mean, people were, it was crazy in tech because, you know, it was like, hey, what'd you get hired on? Oh, they, they hired me as like the big kahuna. No, no, seriously, what's your title? That's my title. <laughs> you know, they just brought me in and you'd go to office buildings. There'd be like ping pong tables, bean yeah. bags. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden there was nothing. Wow. You'd go to office buildings and they're like, yeah, there's one person working in an entire floor and everything was empty. And it was like, whoa, okay. So a lot of people were like millionaires on paper walking around. Look at me, I'm, I'm a. T it's like didn't didn't go to you know like sure. companies like Web or like what was it? Uh, There's this one company that delivered groceries to your house, and it was like I think Web Van or something like that. Like, there's a bunch of companies that were like the thing. Oh my god, yeah. I can't can't imagine life without this. And then they disappear. And then it just goes away. I love also how every dot com company in the late '90s had to include the word Web in there or oh, yeah. or Net. <laughs> Oh, yeah. In the business name. I mean, if I could have done it all over again, because I knew people, like I knew like the seventh person who worked at Google, you know, wow. they're like, you know, there were so many things along the way, buying stock and everything too, yeah. um, buying domain names. For sure. I mean, oh my God. That was a business in and of itself. Oh, you could have yeah. just like retired. Like I bought a hundred <laughs> domains, sacramento.com. All right. Yeah, Just exactly. sold it for a hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars. I mean, I mean, you know, it was fun. I had a good time. Like it was a good time in my life, you know? Was it the best time of my life? No. I think like now, right now, maybe because like knock on wood, my family were good, sure. healthy wise. Yeah. Everything's going good. Um, you know, and I see a lot of the the stuff like dot com stuff. I see a lot of stuff, friends of mine that have like maybe not done as well. Yeah. And not even like financially, just like, you know, physically or like, you know, yeah you know, people passing away at Absolutely. my age, you, it's, it's a weird time in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, like when you're young, like you, you know, people like, you know, there's like something for me, it's just like, Oh, they just, you know, they didn't wake up. You're wow. Like, That's right. You stop getting reasons. Why? <laughs> there's no reasons. It's like, really? Okay. So there's gotta be something behind this. And there's just like, not. Nah. Wow. And so That's you really, for me, every single morning I wake up, not only am I happy about what I do for a living, but I'm just like grateful yeah. every day. I walk walk down the stairs, I kid you not, a smile on my face, cup of coffee, and I'm just sitting there like smiling, going, I'm so grateful every day. How much of that is intentional? 
is is there intentional like no, I'm gonna no. really try to be grateful no. or it's it's you are just vibing you're loving loving life I love life that's amazing. absolutely love life super grateful for everything that has happened to me um, has that always been the case has that always been your perspective I've always been pretty happy yeah. but like maybe not as happy as I am now like you know it's just it's I'm super grateful you know like you know my mom's like 84 and she's doing her thing and my brother's good my kids are good and like you know and you know we're might be going to recession we are in recession who knows yeah but i'm in a position right now where i feel good about what i do for a living that i've helped a lot of people i just feel good i mean like you know like waking up i'm i'm smiling like there's no anything and it's like people see me live and doing these videos and then they call me up and they're like wow okay you really are like, you're not just happy. turning it on for the camera no. it's like yeah I'm, I'm happy you know i'm yeah. helping people doing my thing love real estate love the video aspect of real estate yeah um but no i'm always grateful and it's never a reminder thing i don't have to rem i'm just really really happy and cognizant of where i am in my life <clears throat> and like the people around me and what i have and like super grateful always i love that so if we take it to, let's jump ahead a little bit to when you first get started in real estate. What were you doing at the time right before you got into real estate? Okay, you'll love this because this is totally like. Okay, so I was working <laughs> in the interior design industry. Okay. So I was working for some of the top designers in the entire world. 8100, Architectural Digest. Wow. I was working for one guy, um, and he did all the Wynn Hotels. Macau, Kotai, everything too. Yeah. Like, on my phone, I've got so many of the design top designers in the world. So I knew a lot about finishes, about stuff. Like before I started, <clears throat> I was doing marketing for them. I wasn't doing any design stuff. Got it. But it was like learning by osmosis. Like I learned a little bit more about like uh, high point market where the furniture is all showcased. I learned mm. about showrooms, how designers do this and everything too. So then when I went like, you know, I was doing that and I was like, okay, this is really awesome. And I didn't really realize it was kind of like a karate kid, Mr. Miyagi moment. You were learning, but you didn't know what you were preparing for. Totally. Yeah. And then now it's like, when I walk into like a $3 million house, I'm like, Oh, those are Hunter Douglas shades. And it's like, <laughs> Whoa, how did that happen? How did I get there? And it's like, I Absolutely. just know finishes. I can see something quartzite, all that stuff. Like, yeah, I just know this stuff. And you know, like, I know crazy people like Shay McGee from Studio McGee that everyone sees at Target. I know like, you know, I've, I have a book in interior design about marketing and stuff too. But for me, it was really the perfect, like the I, interior design, working in the interior design industry was the perfect opening act for what I, what now is what I'd love to do. What yeah. will, will be with me for the, you know, this is what I want to do. One way or another, I want to stay in real estate because I, I just love the industry. I love that. And and so what was the the first moment where you, like, what was what helped you make that decision to get your real estate license? Um, probably the fact that I always want to do it. I didn't, I was a little nervous about it because when you go from, like, salary to, like, commission, yeah. it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, you know, you're jumping out of a plane and you're, like, oh, man, is this the right – you know, I just had my third child and I was, like, oh, man, this is going to this is gonna be brutal. I got I to gotta make sure I'm providing, doing the right thing. Is this irresponsible? Um, and then it just – everything started kind of clicking, yeah. you know, everything was there. And it was like, I think mainly because, you know, a lot of times when you're commission based, it's so selly and you're so focused on the money that, that 
motivates you somewhat. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It motivates you on the good times, but not the bad. The bad times, if you're only motivated with money, it's not going to drive you. Yeah. It'll just depress you. That yeah. You'll see other people making money or this or that. For me, it, real estate, I was kind of like, I need to make a living. I need to provide. But at the same time, even on days that I didn't have anything to do, because at the beginning, you kind of like have those days where you're like, where's a water cooler? Sure. Where, where's that, that person, you know, giving me the paycheck every two weeks. Exactly. So for me, you know, jumping into real estate was scary. And for me, it just, I just love the industry so much. And did you jump in with both feet? Did you, you, both you feet. quit? Did, did you quit your job or did you get laid off? No. You were just done. Gone. Wow. You said, yeah. I'm going to, f- and so you knew at that time, at the very least, this is what I want. Yeah. But you didn't know if it was going to work out. Didn't know. I mean, I knew that I needed to find something that would fulfill me, something that I love to do. And I, I was like thinking maybe either go camera, camera around, do some filming stuff or do marketing or real estate. And real estate was like the dark horse a little bit because it was, I was like, oh, man, there's so many realtors in Sacramento. I yeah. mean, we are in like, literally, I go out the door and I will trip <laughs> over five realtors. And so I was you like, can't, uh, you can't go grocery shopping no. without getting a real estate ad, you know, in your oh, shopping yeah, cart. Completely. You walk yeah. around and go, oh, I need a house. And five people jump out of the bushes. <laughs> They're like, I gotcha. So yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a little bit of a tough thing. Um, but you know, I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to spice it up a little bit. I'm going to do a little video stuff. And I, I knew from the get go, that's the direction I wanted to go in. Video yeah. is what it was. You have a lot of big players around here. Like eight years ago, some of the top people, no video, they had their machines. Cause in real estate, there's, it's easy to be successful in real estate. If you've been doing it a while, if you have either a book of business, if you have a, um, if you have a relationship with a lender that helps you work with Zillow, realtor.com for leads, there's always ways to do it. There's systems, right? Like big teams from like Keller Williams. I mean, the second a house unlists, they have a machine calling them. They have callers, they have Mm. dialers, they have like lists that they get from people like, there's just big machines yeah. to compete with people that have had these big machines that know these areas and been farming these areas. I was like, that's a, that's just hard. Yeah. So, and had you joined a team or were you by yourself? I you joined a, a, a one guy and he was a good guy. He was, an, he was, a, you know, he was doing this thing, but it was kind of a different approach that I wanted to do. I wanted to create more like a, like I, and people who work with me know this, like the first time they see me and first time we work, I'm like, this is, this is our first date. Yeah. We're in a relationship right now. I want to be your go-to person in this real estate realm from now on. So for me, that's how I look at my business. If I work with someone, I want to always work with someone. And so that's how I approached it. He didn't as much. He was more like, you know, Zillow, call, show them a house, hey, move on to the next. And so for me, I parted ways with that because it's not the way I wanted to do business. Sure. I want to have the old school like, hey, that's my guy. You 100%. I mean? You're you're more interested in having in building the relationship with the person. Big time versus cashing that check. I mean, a lot of times like I'll work with clients and they'll call me for crazy stuff like, "Hey, uh, you know, I got some a weed problem about backyard. Do you have any landscapers?" Yep, gotcha. Boom, you're good to go. And the conversation never goes, never does the the circle of like, do you want to sell your house? No, here's a landscaper. Have fun. You need me for anything else? Let me know. We're good. Yeah, that's it. So, when you started the real estate channel, the the YouTube channel, I've noticed there's a lot of agents that I I'll watch their channels and and kind of see what they do. A lot of agents tend to go in the direction of 
I want to be everyone's real estate agent. And I'm going to answer, you know, very broad general questions about being a first time home buyer. Here's how to get, you know, pre-qualified. Here's how to buy the house. Here's what you should know, what not to do. You seemed to have taken a very specific approach. I want to be the expert in Sacramento real estate. Yeah. Um, was that an intentional decision? I never set on to become a YouTuber. Yeah. That's not my style. Want to be a realtor. And I knew my like my niche, my niche, whatever. Like I knew it was gonna be Sacramento. And so for me the idea is that like that's my market. I wanted to basically plant my flag as much as I could in the greater Sacramento area. Um, that's where people reach out to. I mean, yeah, I'm not really big. I'm not really that worried about if someone in North Carolina loves my video. <laughs> it just isn't. But not only that, because yeah. the real estate market is so different in er different areas too, that I found it very insincere if I was going to be doing a general like, hey, real estate is this way, blah blah blah. It's not. It's it's even in Sacramento now especially it's different elk grove is different than el dorado hills so you have to kind of do videos about specific areas and focus on them like it's different like electricity bills different smud pg e fire insurance home insurance all that kind of stuff too so for me you know i had a couple of friends that wanted to do just like the generic kind of general channels like on real estate, I just never found that to be very interesting. Yeah. I wanted to be the person where like, for me coming from the Bay Area, what did I want to see? I wanted to see like, okay, I've heard of Sacramento. It's hot. It's flat. <laughs> it's the capital. Okay. I passed by going to Tahoe. Yeah. What else? That is my cue to say, okay, let me tell you what else. Do you like the golf? Do you like the river? Do you like boating? Do you like this? These are the different communities. These are different areas. Boom, 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 boom. That was me. I was more like the news reporter showing on how to do this stuff. Yeah, which is so true because if somebody's in the Bay Area and they're and they're even curious about what it's like to live in Sacramento, you are the first 10 results. I don't know if you know that, but if you search Sacramento real estate, it's Mark McDonough. And I think that's so cool that you've carved out that niche for yourself of like you're the expert. Thanks. Well, for me, the thing that's so funny is like now and again, I'll see content, right? Well, I mean, what you're going to see right now is there's like a, a plethora of like living in Sacramento channels because yeah. um, this brokerage EXP has come out with this kind of formula for having people do these channels. They, all the content is just out there and they're doing their thing and God bless them. I mean, YouTube is definitely a smart way to go, Yeah. but they're the same channels, the same videos. For every same, market? Every market, you go to like living in like Oregon, it's the same content. Yeah. So there's a lot of that going around. So like, I like my content to be a little bit different, but now here's the thing that's funny is like, if I see someone who has good content, I'll reach out to them. Yeah. And I'll say like, I like your content. A hundred percent. I think it's good. And you know, like a friend of mine, Sam, Sam Golovi out there too. Mm -hmm. Like I, he was about ready to quit YouTube. Yeah. And I was like, your content's good, man, but you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And like I helped him, coach him kind of in a way to kind of just go in the right direction. Because in YouTube, as much as it might seem like you have like all these people around you, you don't. You're very alone. Yeah. You don't know sometimes if you're, what you're doing is the right way or not. And he was frustrated. And so if I see people's content that I really genuinely go like they're passionate about doing content, there's something there that they but they just need a little guidance. I'll reach out to him, you know, like yeah. Matt, the mortgage guy, he had like a million videos on his channel and he was getting like not a lot of traction. So I just called him up and I was like, all right, Hey Matt, I like your videos. You have a lot of them. Why don't we try doing this and this and this took off? I love that. That's so cool, man. I see, I feel like 
I see another business for you that <laughs> just doing I that, know, huh? the, the YouTube coaching. I think that's, and, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you also is because my, my channel that I'm trying to build, I don't want it to just be, okay, people are going to tune in because they want to know what it's like to be a real estate agent. I want them to tune in every week and get something that, that is kind of applicable to everybody. And I think there's so many people that want to be the, in the top 1% of whatever they do. Yeah. And it seems like content creation is in our world such an important piece of that for a lot of business owners um what's the difference between those channels that really connect with people versus the ones that as you said are maybe a little more formulaic and it's like uh, it feels like i'm doing this because i have to i think right now a lot of people use like teleprompters scripts a lot of yeah. people like you know you'll you hear them on youtube and then you'll talk to them and they're not the same I don't use scripts. I don't use teleprompters. Now and again, I'll use bullet points like on a dry erase board, but they're very vague. Um, so I can kind of go into it. I think the thing is a lot of people don't feel comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. I think people are so worried about the lighting, the camera angles and this and that, that they lose sight of the idea that when you focus on that stuff, the content is hurt. Your message is diluted. And so for me, one of the things about my channel is that like I go live twice a week for over an hour. Yeah. There's That's just a no, lot. Oh, there's just no way I can keep keep any type of facade or like, <laughs> fa you know, false, you know, uh, personality I created. It's just like who you see is who you who you get, and yeah. that's it. And so I'd say a lot of people like, you know, if you're trying to get YouTube, if you're trying to get YouTube as part of your your like work, if you're trying to do it as sort of a marketing effort, if you want to get yourself out there, um, I would say the main thing for anyone is just be comfortable in your own skin. Focus on the content. Um, famous YouTuber Casey Neistat said, work with the best camera you got. Mm -hmm. Work with the best microphone you got. But at the end of the day, it's the content. It just straight up is the content. And people can see, you know, if you're authentic or if you're just reading off a teleprompter. Yeah. And I think it's that authenticity that, that really resonates with people. Yeah. Um, I love that. If you think back to your first 12 months in the business, is there anything you would have done differently? Um, you know, it's weird because part of me is always like, I've had a lot of bad stuff happen to me. I've had a lot of good stuff happen to me, but I'm at the point of my life because it all, it all kind of mixed together and kind of made a road for me to go on. So I don't really look too much about stuff that I would do different. Um, maybe I would, I mean, my first hundred videos, I tell people this, hundred videos that I did were not great. Yeah. I was like doing weird stuff. I was emulating. I wasn't myself. And so maybe I would have kind of like figured out a little bit about who I was, what message I really wanted to put out there, figure out what my audience wanted to hear instead of what I wanted to do videos mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. Another big thing too. Yeah. It's like part of me would be like, oh my God, that's the best idea in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so fantastic. I'm going to do a video. And it was like, no, okay, let's figure out what, like that one person that doesn't live in Sacramento, what, what song are we going to play to, to them <clears throat> that they're going to like, and they're going to be appreciative for, and they're going to say, thank you for doing that. Like <clears throat> we tend to think that we're the smartest person. We know everything and everything too. You have to kind of get away from that. And you kind of got to re-engineer it to say like, Who's my audience, right? Yep. Let me play the hits. So if I would have, that'd probably be the only thing. Just learn a little bit more. It's less about me and it's more about the audience. And then I think, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And a uh, couple things that I, I wanted to touch on that, that maybe aren't super connected, but I've seen you drop 
some hints recently about some new projects in the works. I've seen you hanging out at the CBS studios. Is there, oh, yeah. is there anything you're allowed to share uh, about that? We're in talks right now to do a weekly segment that focuses on um, areas in Sacramento. Yeah. So it'd be like little one minute segments on like Folsom and we'd be talking about restaurants, things to do and everything too. So I've been in the studio, uh, CBS studios. I met with a, program director and everything too it was i mean it was crazy the amount that's of stuff so there. cool yeah so that's that, so cool right now they're thinking about that they're also thinking about another idea so we might have a few other ideas in the works and did they reach out to you yeah wow yeah that's huge and the guy was like it was so funny i was like so when i come into the studio record they're like no what you're doing at home is like so authentic and, and good they said this i didn't but they said this and so i was like okay cool i'm like you know part of me was like that'd be kind of cool to go to the set and record you know yeah absolutely they're like no 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 you don't have to it's like what you're doing there if you can do this so i did a couple tests for them and they're like no that's perfect so we're kind of in the works but like the funny thing about like big i guess i guess it is with places like cbs is like they've got so many things going on that like they're like we're good we're gonna send over the documents they said that on friday and so i haven't heard from them just yet but like i might hear from them like in wednesday or friday or never yeah (laughs) yeah like i have no (laughs) idea but but for me like i'm gonna say this it's not and it because I got excited about the CBS thing too. I was like, oh, this is so awesome. But I was like, you know what? It's more about me just going on my path and doing my thing. Yeah. Whether CBS happens, whether this, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't really matter as much as like, I just have to kind of stay on the path, keep on producing the content and doing yeah. my thing. That's it. I love it. And that seems like it's really been the through line for your whole career and your whole life. Well, I mean, for me, the thing is like, and I was telling a, a friend of mine yesterday, I'm like, don't fo- focus on the likes. Don't focus on anything. Focus on like for YouTube, you know, the the watch time. Are people watching your videos? For how long are they watching your videos? Like it's about you studying the course and just, you know, kind of just going towards it. There's a lot of noise out there, you know, like, oh my God, I got 300 likes on a photo. Oh my God, I'm awesome. No, it's like you got to steady the course. You got to focus on what really, really matters. And it's about creating good content. If you can do that, even if you get two likes, it's still, it's still going to be content that you're proud of, you know? And so that's my mantra, I guess you can call it. I love that. Now, if there's anybody watching who is in that space where they, they, they're maybe at a job that's safe or they're maybe doing something that they know, you know, is, is comfortable, but it's not their path. It's not what they really truly want to be doing. Do you have any advice to kind of get into that mindset or, you know, how did you do that for yourself? I would say this, first of all, save, save like crazy. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I would love to tell someone, Oh, you know what? Just go for it. (laughs) You know, we don't live in that type of world. And anyone who tells you that is crazy. I'd say save for at least, you know, maybe that you can live comfortably for about maybe a year. You know, I would say maybe in, even if that means eating noodle ramen, even if yeah. that means like going light on stuff, like even whatever it means, like have about a year of savings saved up. And then whatever you decide to do, give it about, you know, six months to like eight months to see if it clicks, see if it works. Like everyone assumes that if they, someone goes for it, they're going to succeed. You might not. It's just, it's just the way life is. But if you give yourself that padding, that money in the bank, and you're like, okay, I can breathe. It lets you do 
really like a better job at stuff. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are like, no, no, that fear of not making it is going to, no, that fear of not making it is going to stress you out. Mm -hmm. It's going to like, it's going to crush you. But if you have that like cushion and you're still driven, right? Yeah. And it's something you love. You're still going to wake up in the morning to want to do it. Totally. You're just going to be smiling more and you're going to be like, <laughs> this is awesome. Like for me, like I can tell you this because I'm where I'm at in my career. Like I don't have to do a lot of videos. I want to, like, I love, love, love it. And I'm way happier knowing that like I'm where I'm at and I can do videos and I'm not freaking out that like, you know, my, my daughter isn't going to have food next month. You right. know, like I don't want that fear. You know, and a lot of people are like, oh, you need it. It's going to motivate you. Yeah, you're going to, it's going to motivate you. Absolutely. But, you know, I prefer the idea of being motivated off like what you love, what you're passionate about. Yeah. Not the idea of like, oh, I'm going to grab that and make it work because I have to. No, mm -hmm. I'm making real estate work because I love it, because it's awesome, because that's what I want to do. Whether I had like a dollar in the bank, whether I have like, a million dollars in the bank. Like the drive for me is a passion of doing what I love to do. Absolutely. And I have to imagine there's been times in your life where maybe it didn't work out or at least it didn't work out the way that you had anticipated it. Big time. How do you approach those situations? Well, here's the thing too. Um, you need to know when it's time. Yeah. You know, and people think, oh no, no, I'm going to stay with it until it works. It might not work. <laughs> it's just the realism of yeah. life. So you just need to know but that's when not it's all time. devastating. No. You just got to understand that like, okay, maybe another time, maybe another like era, whatever things would have worked out for that kind of idea, the project, but you got to move on. You got to cut ties and just do your thing, yeah. you know? Um, and I think that knowing when to call when, you know what I mean? When to be like, you know, is, is an art, you know what I mean? Absolutely. They say the difference between a great artist and a good artist is a great artist knows when the painting is done. Mm. And it's like in, in life, you've got to know when a relationship or project or whatever is done, you know, and, yeah. and it just, that's the moment. I love that. Cause I think, I think knowing when to, to stop is so important. I think also knowing when to start, I, I can tell you, I'm somebody who, if I had the option, I would never start anything because I'm so, uh, I'm so worried about it being perfect. I, I, I want anything I do. I want it to be of really high quality. Um, how do you, how do you give yourself the confidence to just go for it? Even if you don't feel like you're ready. Um, you know, I want to kind of get, I want to get stuff rolling and see if it's going to work. Yeah. And my excitement to see if it's going to work is enough is enough to get me out there. Yeah. Do you know I mean like, I want to figure it out. Like for you, for your podcast that you're doing right now, it's like, you could have sat on this for like a year, two years, three years. And you would have been like, I would oh, have loved man. that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but you're, you're doing it now. And you're like, okay, yeah. I'm going to put this out there. And I'm going to see if it works. Yeah. And there's a certain, you know, there's a certain amount of, you know, like, chutzpah, uh, whatever they call it to do sure. it. And so yeah. it's like, you know, you're doing it. It could work. It might not work. Yeah. But like, let's find out. You know what I mean? And that for me is a big driver. I'm like, all right, let's just do it. You know, let's just go for it. Absolutely. I love that. If someone told you in, in our current real estate market, Mark, I want to be a real estate agent and I want to start today. Uh, obviously, I think most people would say pick a better time, pick a better market to, yep, to, to get started in. Um, is that, is that your take for people who, who think they, they really want to be real estate agents or do you think there's a way to succeed even in, in this market? 
If you love real estate, if real estate's your passion, it's your driver, jump into it. If it's for the money and because your your cousin Bob is buying a new Lamborghini and going to, <laughs> and your and his wife's going to Louis Vuitton to get a purse, don't do it. Yeah, it's not going to. This market isn't for you. But if it's something that you're passionate about, if something you love to do, there's ways to kind of get started even before you get started. Start kind of getting your circle of interests or your circle of people together. Start kind of figuring out your branding. <clears throat> you know, start figuring out like you know what your court. Talk to brokers. You know what I mean? Talk to other realtors. See your area. Maybe even start doing just YouTube general videos on areas. Don't be a realtor. Just say, hey, yeah, this is Bob. Today I'm going to show you the land park. Land park's pretty cool. Boom, 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 boom. And just get yourself a little out there. Get yourself, a, do a little marketing. And then if you still want to jump in, get your license and do it. But I do believe that like in a hard market, it's the people who love what they do that'll survive it. Yeah. You know, people who are doing it for just for money. It's just, it's not... Money is a great motivator, but if you're not making money, it, it just, I mean, it's then there's just, not going to be any motivation nothing, to go man, be successful. No, yeah. energy is done and you're this, and then you watch other people making money and you're frustrated. So it's like money is a great driver when you're making it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I love that. What's next for you? Um, you know, I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing. I created, I'm building a team too right now. Really good agents too. Um, and for me, the idea is that um, I want to always make sure that I'm 100% doing the best job I possibly can for my clients. And so our team works just a little bit differently. I mean, I work with every single transaction. Yeah. But if I'm at a dentist appointment and someone needs me, then I got like someone else to help with that kind of stuff. And sure. we cover each other and we're kind of more of a family than anything else. Yeah, that's probably what I think of them more. So I think for us... It's just that I'd like to do, we have, we're going to be listing, what was it? Five, 3.5 to $4 million homes in Serrano. Going to be filming more high-end luxury videos. Um, and for me, the funny thing is people see my stuff and they're like, oh man, this guy only works luxury. I work for people who want to work with me. Yeah. I could care less about price point. If someone's excited and they see the channel and they want to work with me and they're like, man, I love his enthusiasm. I connect with Mark. I, I just closed like a, what, a $400,000 condo with someone, you know, yeah. just a little while ago. And it was because like they had watched the channel. They'd say, man, I, I love your stuff. Can you work with me on this? And I'm like, heck yeah, I can, man. Thank you for, thank you for choosing me. It's awesome. Let's Absolutely. do this. So for me, I'm just going to keep on doing my thing, you know, and then I'm going to see where the road takes me. Uh, my guiding light is my passion and love for real estate. And I think, and I trust enough about feeling that I'm in the right place at the right time doing what I love and mm -hmm. you know, whatever comes my way, I'm happy with it. I love that. Well, Mark, thank you so much. It was an honor to have you as our first guest. Um, any last parting words of, of wisdom for people who are trying to find their passion in life or uh, maybe even more specifically want to get involved in the real estate industry? I would say don't listen to all the noise around you. Don't listen to all the all the BS of people telling you this or you should or you shouldn't do. You're only going to know if you throw it against the wall and it sticks. Yeah. That's it. That's that's life right there. You know, you don't know unless you try and try as much as you can. And finally, something will stick that you love and you'll be happy you did it. 100%. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. No problem, my friend. Oh, 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 oh,